nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Owen. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, where I need to get in and get some new bird feed for my feathered friends, uh, brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 610, April 29th, 2021. 92 degrees was the high on this day in 1952. And it was as chilly as 22 degrees on this day in 1958. White Bear Lake had an ice out on this day in 1951. And no ice outs to report on this day for Lake Minnetonka, which means they have already had their ice out. And ideally, their swimming beaches treated with aquaside pellets to keep that swimming area free of weeds and algae and muck, just as aquaside has been doing for more than 60 years keeping your lakefront free of weeds all summer long so that kids have a really fun swimming summer. Aquaside, a White Bear Lake company, registered with the EPA and DNR. Their products are safe for you and the fish and your family. Sometimes you need a local permit. Just check. Most often you don't. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now... From the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor. The great living American Michael Collins has died at the age of 90. Yeah. The following is a statement from acting NASA Administrator Steve Jersick on the passing of Michael Collins. Today, the nation lost a true pioneer and lifelong advocate for exploration in astronaut Michael Collins as pilot of the Apollo 11 command module. Some called him the loneliest man in history. While his (laughs) colleagues walked on the moon for the first time, he helped our nation achieve a defining milestone. He also distinguished himself in the Gemini program and as an Air Force pilot. You know what he did? He took a boatload of kids over to the dock so they could and, and unload them so they could go up and get ice cream and rather than tie to the dock he just kind of idled around out in the bay and waited for him to get back down on the dock and he loaded him back up again boom yep. it's the best analogy i can come up That's with not for the bad. loneliest man in the world michael collins would they draw straws for that who gets to stay back with the you know, well, it was just as just as important part of the mission you know, as anything else. I guess, yeah. You know, it it, it reminded me of. I was thinking he might have felt relief when the chuckleheads jumped off, because it it reminded me when I was in uh, Wall, South Dakota, and the roommate and the son went into Wall Drug, and I got to sit out in the truck and smoke heaters and <laughs> listen to the radio and, and enjoy a little quiet time. Right. 
my uh, my wife worked at Wall Drug Kenny. I wonder if uh, they bought some black gold jewelry from Jess back then in the day. <laughs> they did. Collins went out into the bay and he listened to the Twins game. Had a Bud Light, and then when they uh, <laughs> yeah. when they when he saw the kids at the end of the dock, he motored back in and picked them up. <laughs> Snuffed out his heater. That's right. <laughs> Put a piece of gum in. Yep. <laughs> I watched uh, I watched a very confounding wild game last night i thought a very interesting game but with each break i turned over uh beginning at 8 p.m knowing that president biden had begun speaking and i had my immediate thought that jumped to my mind is i am really really tired of the theater can i ask you a question sure why why he had a very sparsely filled room and everyone in there I'll bet you a thousand dollars. Well, Kamala Harris and Nancy and Joe—they're all vaccinated. They're all vaccinated. Right. Why were right. they wearing masks? It's all theater. You it's just theater. Nailed well, it. Joe, the it's CDC all... hasn't said we can not wear masks fully vaccinated inside. They just said we can inside, do that outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so pathetically obvious that that they were staging a theatrical demonstration of do what we're doing. Where the I'm getting tired of it, man. I'm really getting tired of the whole mask deal. Uh, Nancy Pelosi wears a mask, but when she goes to get a haircut or whatever the hell she does, she doesn't wear a mask. You mean when she got a haircut when everything was closed down, but it was still okay for her to go in without a mask on to get <laughs> a haircut? Right. That's right. Okay, right. That's got it. reading a exactly. piece about her when she goes and gets a blowout. Whoa. Is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah. How, about, how about after one of his final remarks... When she jumped up to start clapping, like like Randy Moss had just scored a touchdown at the Metrodome, like mm-hmm. what what is this? Mm-hmm. This theater and it, the Go theater ahead. wasn't just inside Such. It was the it was the fence around the outside, which is there for one purpose and one purpose only. Right. <sighs> yeah. May I take a stab at it? Yeah, please. We here are virtuous and sainted and delicate. And our ideas are special, and they're the best. And we so fear evil conservative thinking that we must leave the fence up so that we are protected from marauding bands of heathens who would challenge our virtuous thinking. Exactly. <laughs> that, may that, I, I, uh, I couldn't have said it better. No, you, you may not, John. May I, my, you, may I uh, say no, something here? No. You well, well after, you see, I, I should explain to people, you did a little rant about this before we went on the air. So I went and looked it up. Um, three quarters of the fencing that was up was taken down last month. Wow. <laughs> Around the White House and the Capitol. <laughs> the speech took place in a setting unlike any other presidential address in the in the familiar venue, the U.S. Uh-huh. Capitol, still surrounded by fencing after insurrectionists in January protesting his election stormed to the doors of the mm-hmm. House chamber where he gave his address. This, this and the fence and this article from Associated Press, all designed to show, to, to prove what Suits <laughs> just said so eloquently. Metal fencing that had been around the perimeter of the White House complex for months was taken down. Not all of the fencing removed. Most of the area remains closed to the public. The fencing was reinforced with concrete barriers on January 13th, a week after the deadly insurrection. Removal of the fencing comes days after Vice President Kamala Harris and Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff moved out of the Blair House, which is across the street from the White House. A wide perimeter of fencing was first installed after the protests outside the White House after the death of George Floyd. The perimeter was established after federal law enforcement used 
used force to clear protesters from Lafayette Square outside the White House. Then President Trump visited nearby St. John's Church and the fencing went up. The perimeter that spanned multiple blocks on 17th Street Northwest has been fully removed. And a smaller perimeter of fencing remains at the intersection of 17th Street and Pennsylvania Avenue. And that was last month, middle of last A- month. A9 Star Tribune, the audience for President Joe Biden's speech to a joint session of Congress was spread out because of coronavirus precautions. And you can literally, you can actually go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 10 <laughs> in that section, 12 in that section, 8 in that section. Yeah. It's theater, John. It's Looks like theater designed to show that conservatives are evil <laughs> and they're still living in fear of us. Just what about our local uh, state capital? Is that still surrounded by fencing? That's a good question. I don't know. Let me look that up. Let me look that up. I looked at these people, and I thought, what, what are you doing wearing a mask? There's nobody within 50 yards of you, and you've been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But is that the CDC rule? Even though you've been vaccinated, you got to wear a mask indoors? Indoors, yes. Well, what if you go to an establishment where they don't require the mask? indoors or is that not possible in washington anywhere, or are you just saying here, anywhere? do i have to wear a mask every time i go yes. i mean if i go to a restaurant in the twin <laughs> cities uh, what i have it, to wear it until i'm seated in the state of minnesota it is required indoors yes what a bunch of bs in fact i believe that on at least the school grounds that i'm nearby that i visit daily um even if you're on school grounds, even if you're outside, you're supposed to wear one. They don't enforce it, but you're supposed to have one on school grounds. There was something so off-putting about it. Uh, we've been through this drill a million times. Yes, I believe the virus is, often can be lethal. I think it's dreadful. <clears throat> but there's something off-putting about seeing these smug freaks who, uh, they're going to wear that mask till the day they die, even though they've been vaccinated. <laughs> It's driving me crazy. We're doing it here. Walls and his uh, merry band of troubadours, they're all wearing the mask. Let's talk about Walls. Are we going to have a fair, aren't we? And I think it's an important, important subject in this state. No matter how corny it might sound, the, the fair is so meaningful to Minnesotans. It is the one cultural tradition that has survived all attacks it has survived wokeness it has survived you name it it has survived everything and and that's a miracle in and of itself and now i'm reading uh what are we going to do there are 93 county fairs in the state despite there only being 87 counties, 92 were canceled last year. Which one was held, do you know? I don't. Okay. So far in 2021, only one has been canceled. That would be the Ramsey County Fair, typically scheduled for mid-July. That will not happen. Uh, Don Merkins is the District 9 Director of the MCCF. What is that? Minnesota County... Fair Association, Foundation. Minnesota Federation of County Fairs, mm-hmm. Minnesota Federation of County Fairs. He said it's going to be canceled due to crowd control. With no gates, people can just walk in from any direction, and trying to keep the numbers down is almost impossible, Merkin said. He is also president of the Norman County Fair, which he said will go on as planned. It's the highlight of summer, Merkin said. 
the event will come with restrictions, including fewer carnival rides, spacing out 4-H events, and no bands in the beer garden to allow for more social distancing. Hope is growing for the Minnesota State Fair. A spokesperson for the uh, fair said the fair will happen, but they're still waiting on changes in guidelines to determine what it will look like. Animals, however, are already on the grounds this weekend. There's something called the Sahara Sands Spring Classic Arabian Horse Show. That was canceled in 2020, but right now there's 160 horses and roughly 300 people on hand this weekend. For that big, uh, for that big horse show. Now, this is a this is a popular state fairgrounds event won't be there this summer. The Back to the Fifties Car Show has been has been postponed due to insurmountable restrictions imposed by the state. When was the mm. when when was that show usually held? Was that in June? Mid June. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Because they're doing the auto show, we're going to be there. So. Why would there be more restrictions for that one? Because Did the you crowds s- at the auto show will be minimal compared to crowds yeah. at the Back oh, to the Fifties. Okay. The restrictions. Did you see the Back to the Fifties? What they said uh, the state fair was trying to put on them. No, uh, help less us. than less than ten thousand people at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if if that doesn't change before state fair time, then then we got issues. Obviously, uh, ten thousand people at the state fair that would not work. I mean, it would work, but... It wouldn't be worth opening. But what's, yeah. the, what's the problem here? Anybody that wants to be vaccinated has that opportunity now. And we've already been told that the CDC said we don't need to be masked outside. What's the problem here? What are we waiting for? I have a very uncharitable view of why there is now a level of people who remain unvaccinated despite the fact that you can go across the street to the NAC hardware and lounge and get a vaccination. Okay. What is? What do you want to say? What? I think we've reached the stupid level. These are people <laughs> that might not even know, never even use the word COVID. They might have no bleeping idea what's going on. I think there's a segment of the American population that is so stupid they have no idea what's happening about anything in life. And uh, would it be more defiance, though, than I stupidity? don't mean to be that uncharitable, but we've gone through all the people who are aware that maybe a vaccine's a great idea. And you're now down to a level of people who might not be aware of the damn thing. Hmm. How could that well, possibly be? I think what Chris said might be closer to the truth. Say it again. I think it's more defiance than it is stupidity. Yeah, so do I. They, they might be the same thing at this point. Sorry. Well, but I, there are some people that don't want to get it because they're still unsure of how their body might react to it. And I don't think that that's stupidity. I think that's a that's a genuine. When are you, is the entire GL staff vaccinated with you being the exception, Reavers? I am not vaccinated, no. When are you going to get vaccinated? I'm in discussions with that with my wife as we speak. I can't believe she's not insisting given her medical background, Mm -hmm. why are you not vaccinated? Because I have an underlying health issue that I have concerns about getting vaccinated. BFD. Well, that's my decision, not yours. What is it? Asthma? Asthma? Yes. Joe, in the last last five minutes, you've turned into one of them. Yep. (laughs) Who's one of them? Telling us how to live. The people that we have been fighting for the entire existence of GL. I'm not saying you, I'm not going to, Joe. I'm saying I still have more questions about it. That's well, my you're not alone. I know a lot of people who, who aren't mm-hmm. vaccinated. Right. 
You're not alone. And personally, I don't really care if you get one or not. I'm just surprised you haven't, right. given your wife's calling. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I hear about it daily. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Biden man, I... ripped for calling capital riots worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. Go. Yeah, leave me alone. Go after Biden. <laughs> That this is what I've wanted. To, I've wanted to talk about this since three thirty in the morning when I woke up. That's what I want to talk about. All right, Biden talk. ripped for calling capital riots worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. The first thing that popped into my mind was Oklahoma or nine eleven, the, the the bombing. Well, that was the, uh, the reason I thought Oklahoma because that was committed by an American on Americans. True, that's true. And Jeez, you want me be- to get technical? And uh, I've just become more and more incensed about it, Such. Yeah, I, I want to hear what I you would, have to say about Kenny, it. Kenny, I was wondering why you... T- I saw you tweet about that this morning with no context. I was curious why you did that, but now it makes sense. Yeah, because I'm outraged. Right. Go ahead, Joe. Well, maybe the distinction is that during the Civil War, the Capitol and the White House literally were attacked. But secession, slavery, state rights, states pulled out before anything happened, remember? Mm-hmm. Before Lincoln could even get into office. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't, so no, no, that, that's rejected right away. All right. So you're saying there's been a lot worse attacks on democracy than what happened January 6th. Oklahoma City, baby. That, well, how many died? Janu- Over 200, what, right? Yeah, but what happened January 6th was disgusting. Well, there's it was no disgusting. doubt about it. I, but that doesn't I, I, mean it's number one in your ratings. I get it. I get it. But again, it's what you discussed early, earlier. It's theater. It's meant to keep Americans afraid of conservatives. And outrageous hyperbole like that is, is theater. Well, unless I've angered, uh, in, in, if I have angered GLers by wondering why Reavers doesn't have a shot, I have not become one of them. I'll start over. <laughs> I looked at that scene last night with Biden slowly taking off his mask and the two gals behind him remaining masked, as did everyone in the room. And I thought, this is tiring. This is sending a message that is becoming tiring. I've I've had it with the theater. I've had it with the idea that that's doing anything for me. I did what you wanted me to do. I'm double vaccinated. I ain't wearing no mask if I don't have to. I'm wondering how delicately to bring this up, but, and I don't know the original source of the quote, but isn't the, the ultimate sign of control is fear? Exactly. Yes. Okay. Exactly. There's your answer. But I didn't Let's... look at those morons last night and have fear. I got no, you PO'd. don't because you're not an idiot. Well, not as no. far as you know. <laughs> well, but what I'm saying is there are so many Americans who are, st- and I know some personally, that are still so, even though they're vaccinated, they're still so fearful of this virus, not diminishing it, but it, they're still, they are still fearful of it. So th- therefore, they are still under control to a certain degree by the government. And boy, it really helps that control factor when you turn in for his 100-day speech, and there they all are, dutifully wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Oh, drove me crazy. It was the first thought I had. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're all vaccinated, and there's about 15 of you in a room that holds 2,000. What the hell are you doing? 
Well, I now know what they're doing. They're sending signals. <laughs> Smoke rings. Who's going to pay for all that, by the way? Speaking of that, 200, and this is where it just gets really foggy, 200 billion to provide free preschool to all three and four-year-olds. Huh? 109 billion to offer two years of free community college to all Americans. What? Increase the maximum Pell Grant award, 1,400 per student. Oh, childcare. 200, what, Joe, what the hell is 225 billion to subsidize childcare for families and support child? What, what, what does any of that even mean? What are we talking about here? Free, free daycare. Which I would have loved about six years ago. <laughs> now, this is his, uh, billion for family medical leave program. And on and on and on. This what is, is his this? cradle to grave plan. This is what they've wanted for ages. Socialism. They've, That's what they've this got is. the right guy in place. There's no earthly idea how to pay for any of this. You can raise all the taxes you want on Gates and Buffett and the rest of them. And uh, that still isn't going to be enough, which means they have to come after you, middle class. That would just mean that Biden was lying. But the Biden, uh, here's, the, here's the only thing I can keep telling you. Biden has been a career failure for 45 years in this sense. What has he ever accomplished? What has he ever accomplished? He, he got in that presidency. salon. He got in that salon. And he's been coasting along just like a sweetheart. None of this is going to happen. Or, to, or, or let me change it, a degree. Everything he's proposing might happen, but certainly not to the degree he is proposing. Government's too big. They can't make this stuff happen. It's too big. It's too out of their control. So he does what he has done his entire career. He speaks a really good game, and none of it's going to mean anything. That's your only hope you can cling to. Well, at least he's not mean like the previous guy. Yet we're well, going to be completely bankrupt. Or we the already hope, are. Joe, the hope is four years down the road. That's where the hope is. Meanwhile, what needs to change within the Republican Party and the conservatives to where we can actually offer hope? Well, Biden has just purchased so many votes. Biden last night just purchased so many votes with these false promises that what the hell can the Republicans do to make a dent in this? Are there enough Americans with the fiduciary responsibility to wonder what the hell the future is going to hold for this country? Do they even care? Do they even care? These are, he needs trillions of dollars to pull this off. Trillions and trillions of dollars to pull this off. Where's he going to get it? He, no, there aren't cares. enough rich people. So that means he's coming after you. Well, he's got no other option if he tries to pull this off. So you're out there and you're smogging your 82 grand a year job and you think the world's out to get you and, and, and you think Biden's the answer. Will your taxes get hit? Because he can't pay for this without everybody. If, in fact, he's going to pull this off, I don't think he will. I do not think he will. Well, he might not this time. But God, what a disappointment this guy's been. But this socialist well, wish list is not going anywhere. It's just going to keep continuing right. for the next right. three and a half years. I, I, I so meanwhile, You have to hope that nothing will happen to it. Instead of flogging on this, what we need to be doing is talking to Trump Republicans and old school, uh, what, what are we called, uh, rhino Republicans. And instead of uh, us four fighting, uh, us fighting with John or fighting each other, 
we need to get our bleep together. Seriously, we need to stop with the nonsense, get our bleep together, and offer some hope to this country. Well, if the Trump Republicans are Marjorie Taylor Greene, there is no hope. Well, see, that's the kind of attitude I'm talking about. We've got to get rid of that. We right. need to talk to the, the, you know, each side. The rhinos think the Trumpers are nuts. The Trumpers think the rhinos, the rhinos are crazy. We need, to, we need to start talking, folks, or this is the future of the country. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, there's an element of the Republican Party right now, and you guys know how I feel, that I don't think is ever going to change, and that's the Trump side. And the rhinos, you know, they're, like you said, they think the Trump element's crazy. They, you know, the Boberts, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the uh, Matt Gates, who probably will be gone, it appears, uh, Jim Jordans, Ted Cruz, you know, what do you, what do, you do? How do you, how do you get well, those two sides together, Kenny? Well, that's what I'm asking I, I wish, you I guys, wish it man. would happen. Yeah, I wish it would happen, but how do you do it? You know, and there's a lot with the Republican Party and their platform that I don't care for, but I hold my nose and vote anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a larger you know, picture I, here. All right. The larger picture is that among the challenges, a sound, rational, decent Republican Party faces is that the mystery has been very successful in instructing people that they should not like this country, that it's not a good place. They've been very successful in that. And the Republicans I would be most comfortable with or affiliated with would be Republicans who are Republicans precisely because they absolutely love what this country has been and can be without giving away the store. And that, that country, it's taught in the failed academy. Uh, it's, in the, it's in the salon. Uh, it's, it's, it's in wokeness. It's in this belief that this is not a good place which belies people dying trying, <clears throat> trying to get here. But they, they have successfully, the Democrats and the, Repo and, and the Mysterians, have successfully sold too many people in this country on the idea that this is a great, big, mean, unfair place, and we're here to help you navigate it. Wow. Hence the whole the systemic racist narrative, yep. things like that. Who was the... Um who was the rep? Was it South Carolina? John, help me, that spoke last night. and Tim Scott. And basically Tim said, Scott, yeah. this is not a racist country. And this was a, an African-American man. And the left went after him for it. And they went after him for it. So you're going to tell a black guy that says this isn't a racist country that he's wrong? What but is meanwhile, this? Joe, everything you said, Joe, you're right. But the only way that they're going to see that they're wrong is when, they're, when they fail. And I'm worried that when they fail, it's going to be too late. Too late to turn it around. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. Happy Positive Thursday, everybody. <laughs> you want to know how biased things have become? CNN did a very light, whimsical fact check of Biden and could not find an unkind word to say. The media in general are fawning over this guy. And they're telling you that his first 100 days have been the most brilliant 100 days in the history of the presidency and that he's just an accomplishing whirlwind. They fact-checked 
Tim Scott's response to Biden. CNN wow. did. They fact. Wow. Now maybe they always do. I, I'm. I. I just can't. Uh, I can't see it in my mind's eye. But they fact check. They fact checked South Carolina's Tim Scott. Uh, his reaction. Uh, Scott claimed Republican support making it easier to vote and harder to cheat. Facts. This needs context. We won't weigh in on what Republicans around the country believe in their hearts, but it's worth noting that Republican state legislators in numerous states are trying to pass measures that would reduce voter access in various ways, which I reject. Repub- well, we've been through it. There are some ways that would appear to be the case. Uh, and then... And then uh, Infrastructure. Scott claimed Biden's infrastructure plan is a partisan wish list with less than 6% going to roads and bridges. Facts. While around 6% of the roughly $2 trillion bill is dedicated to roads and bridges, when accounting for other aspects of infrastructure as defined by Scott, the total percentage is more than double that. So they're, they, uh, they, oh got, they, got, they got Scott on that one. The plan allocates $115 billion for modernizing highways, roads, and main streets, and $20 billion to improve road safety. Uh, Biden's plan also calls for $100 bill, uh, billion to build high-speed broadband infrastructure. And so this is all a, a continuing way to admonish uh, Tim Scott. Schools reopening. During his rebuttal speech, Scott suggested that too many vulnerable kids' schools were closed to in-person learning during the pandemic pandemic, and that they should have reopened sooner. Locking vulnerable kids out of the classroom is locking adults out of their future. Our public schools should have reopened months ago. Facts. While it's true that some public schools have yet to reopen, that number has fallen drastically since Biden took office. Yet critics maintain more could have been done to speed reopenings and some point to Centers for Disease Control and Prevention guidance from February that slowed schools' ability to reopen quicker. So in other words, it's not Biden's fault, it's the CDC. (coughs) Oh, anyway, whatever. So you had mentioned, uh, and I forgot to bring this up earlier this week, but the the timing now is actually much better. But you had had said something about how... the. The press is treating President Biden much differently than they had treated President Trump. Oh, God, yes. So I don't know if you guys caught this, but this was at the end of last Friday's address where, Jen, uh, help me with her name, is it Jen uh, Saki? Is that how we pronounce her name? The White House press secretary? Saki. Saki. Um, <clears throat> here's the end of that press conference. This is last Friday at the White House. Joining us. Um, great. Well, thank you, everyone. As I promised yesterday, I promised snacks. Um, I did not bring them in here, but my mother-in-law made homemade chocolate chip cookies for you guys. So um, there's one for each of you in here. We will do it in a COVID-safe way. Um, but thanks, everyone, and have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank well, thank you. Go to hell. She <laughs> She made uh, chocolate chip cookies for everyone. In the no, press. the the in-law did. Right. Yeah, the the mother-in-law. That's uh, what. No, the father. Mother-in-law. Well, father-in-law. Hey, father-in-law. Uh, did CNN fact check whether or not Tim Scott is actually an African American? Did they? No, no, they, they said he is not. Fact check that. No, he's, oh, he's, he's not. not. He's so he's a white supremacist. A, then. He's a white person with one hell of a tanning bed. Jeez. Wow. I thought I'd get more mileage out of the mayor with the cookie line, but I guess it didn't really. Oh, it's just so disturbing. Oh, <laughs> makes me sick. It is. It's just, Chris, it was disturbing. Mm. Uh, yeah. 
And we'll do it in a COVID safe way, she said. A COVID safe way. What's an uncovid safe way to hand out a bleeping cookie? Here, I'm going to lick this cookie first and then yeah, hand it to you. Thanks for you. That's how conservatives do it. Right. That's so why we got to put up a fence. <laughs> for a beautiful lawn, all season long. <laughs> Log on to ProfessionalTurf.com, <laughs> schedule that free no-obligation estimate, then get a three-to-four application treatment program that's going to get rid of the weeds and keep your yard thick and luscious until the snow flies again. That's it. Your part is done. All you have to do is water and mow. If your landscaping is tired and dreary, check out the fantastic work they've done for other GLers. They actually converted my dark and spooky backyard with a charming patio and arborvitaes, plants, flowers, the whole stuff. It improved the curb appeal and really forced the appreciation. Check them out, professionalturf.com, gentlemen. This is Reavers once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And Josh has a very basic question for you. Do you know what you own? You see, Mr. Money Talk's clients, and that's Josh Arnold, by the way, they always know what they own. He has found out that most people that he meets with every single day, they have no idea. Josh has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds, and there are real instances of people that are paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. Josh begs of you, know what you own. You see, trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. Call him at 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. All this talk about where we're headed and where the economy is headed should get you thinking about where you really want to work. You want to go back downtown during a pandemic, civil unrest, what have you? You don't want to go back downtown and wait in line to get on an elevator and go up to your high-rise office building, fight for parking, maybe fight a snowstorm on the way downtown. Check out Centerpoint of Mendota Commercial Office Park. Man, is that an easy, lovely place. It's shaded. It's spacious. You get your own parking. There's no wait on an elevator. You're about 10 minutes from the airport, St. Paul, Minneapolis. You're right with easy access to highways 55, 62, 494, and 694. You're working in a park-like setting. Customizable office space. You get your own bathroom. The whole deal. It's wonderful. I went out there Saturday. I want you to take a drone tour. Escape to Mendota.com. Escape to Mendota.com for center point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. Nice. How do you like that? Huh? I do. I do yeah. like it. It's fantastic. From St. Paul, it's about three minutes. Anywhere in St. Paul. All you gotta do is get on the practice practice freeway. <clears throat> Say, I, I, I can't help but notice this because it irritates me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, one of us? <laughs> the Biden administration is reportedly expected to propose a ban on menthol cigarette production, a move that both advocates and critics say is targeted at the 85% of black smokers who prefer menthol cigarettes. 
The Washington Post reported Wednesday that the purported plan to ban menthol cigarettes is set to be rolled out this week and is a priority for black health advocates and anti-tobacco groups, which note that African Americans have been disproportionately harmed by the product. Earlier this week, the ACLU and more than two dozen other organizations signed a letter to Biden expressing their deep concerns over reports of a potential methyl ban. Such a ban will trigger criminal penalties, which would disproportionately impact people of color as well as prioritize criminalization over public health and harm reduction. A ban will also lead to unconstitutional policing and other negative interactions with law enforcement. All right, here's my point. This is just another example of the left telling you, Mr. and Mrs. Black America, you are less than. You can't make up your own mind. You can't quit because you're hooked on menthol cigarettes. Well, sure you can. You just have to decide whether you want to smoke menthol cigarettes or not. And But the government's going to come in and say, you know, you're helpless. You can't do a damn thing unless I step in here and arrange it for you. So to help you, to help yeah. you, we're going to ban menthol cigarettes. Yeah. My, old, my old man, who I do not think was black, smoked Newports. Yeah. So, so, did, so did my wife when she so, smoked. Who so was did not my black. dad. That's funny. <laughs> Interesting. I, I, I'm um, not going to dwell on this, except uh, I know I'm right. Deep down in my heart, I know I'm right. This is the mystery telling black people, you can't do a damn thing on your own, even give up menthol cigarettes. So here's what we're going to do to help you. We'll eliminate them from the marketplace. Well, why don't you frauds then eliminate all tobacco products well, in the marketplace. They uh, they plan to do that in one of the suburbs. I don't know if you saw that yeah. story this morning. That's where I was going here. Yeah, Bloomington. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right here in our own backyard. But doesn't that just mean then that the cigarette smoker in Bloomington is going to go to Egan? Yes. Okay. Yes. Of course. Drive next door and get some cigarettes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same thing, Joe. Remember we had the um, the convenience store owner from was it South Minneapolis on, and the city was making himself fresh fruit. At his store, he said, well, I end up just throwing it away, and it's, so right. it's just an expense for me. Right. Thanks for helping me out. I really appreciate that. <laughs> the Washington Post noted that some black leaders, including the always available Reverend Al Sharpton, are against banning menthol cigarettes and say it's discriminatory precisely because of the product's popular, popularity among African Americans. Well, of course it is. Of course it is. You and Al are on the same wavelength, huh? Yes. You, do you see these Mysterians racing out to say we want to ban uh, uh, Marlboros because it's disproportionately affecting people who think they're cowboys? <laughs> no, you're not going to see that. Uh, I'm all hat and no cattle. <laughs> so uh, good luck, black smokers, if that's your cup of tea as a menthol cigarette uh the government's going to step in and cure what ails you because they have they have your they only have your self-interest at heart they uh they only not their own virtue they only have your health at heart and so you can't i think in saint paul already you can't buy menthol cigarettes you have to go to a different community and find a 
convenience store that still sells them. But in St. Paul, they've been banned because the people we've elected in the salon know better than you do, Mr. Mm -hmm. and Mrs. Black America. Mm -hmm. You're not capable of making these decisions. We're going to do it for you. I, I can't think of a group of people who should be more livid in this country, and not because of racial problems, but because of being told how to live and what to do than black people. God almighty. <clears throat> But I'm triggered, Joe. I get triggered very easily. And now being told that all white people hate you. Well, we're going, wait, what? <laughs> when wait, did that who, happen? Wait, wait, who am I hating I, now? I do. Wait, really? That's uh, news. You oh. know, speaking of that, I did find this piece of audio yesterday, Joe, um, and I think it's going to explain itself. It's just basically called the most offensive conversation ever. Are you ready for it? About 30 seconds. I've really been getting into oat milk lately. It's a superior milk. Did you know that oats have more nutrition in their milk than any other mammal? <laughs> you guys are nuts. Macadamia milk is the best. I feel a little offended that you would call all of us guys. As a woman, I'm offended that you're only a little offended because that was offensive. <laughs> I'm offended that you're not being inclusive of us men in your offendedness. I'm offended that you're just assuming I'm a man. I think you're appropriating women right now, and that is offensive. I think you're just appropriating the appropriation from native cultures, which is not a very appropriate way to appropriate, and that's highly offensive. I'm offended that you would get offended on behalf of native cultures. That's offensive. Who are you to get offended for the natives? <laughs> Whoa, it's like you're making this whole thing about race now, and that is offensive. Why does everything always have to be about race? That's offensive. Is it? Oh, who are you to question how offended I feel? That's honestly offensive. Wow. <laughs> All I know is what I said the other day. It's getting harder and harder and harder to see the slices of GL that still exist in this country. It's getting harder. When you are close to the country's tallest buildings. Yeah. And then to think we got these nutcases, these insane lunatics who want to shoot chalk dust from a t-shirt gun into the atmosphere. <laughs> Admit, though, that would kind of be fun, just to run the gun. It would be fun. Just to run the gun. You have insane people. Have they taken into consideration, let's say they pull this off, these morons who are so godlike that they think they control the might and force and weight of nature. They think they can shoot chalk dust into the stratosphere to mitigate the sun's rays. Have they taken into consideration what that could do to public health? Mm -mm. Can you think of the of the outbreak of untold and unknown new viruses that would be triggered by the alteration of the sun's rays? Are you kidding me? I'm I'm tired of this insanity. But Joe, that's why we just have to wear a mask. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We wouldn't have to worry about swallowing chalk dust then. My time is numbered. No! My yeah. time is yeah. numbered. My days on earth. My yeah. days uh, did are you numbered. Did you see the uh, in the op-ed today the counterpoint to the uh, moonshot on mean piece that we were talking about earlier in the week? Mm -hmm. uh, the, the counterpoint just to let the animals roam the pastures, and they talk about actually the good that uh, cows and, and cattle do and the good that the grassland that they're on does for the uh, <laughs> does for the globe it's amazing 
mm-hmm. um, and actually pasturing cows and doing the old school wagon wheel way where you rotate the cattle on different pieces of grass, so grass you know, so everything's always green in the wheel is really, really, really good for the environment. Meanwhile, processing fake meat, turning whatever it is into fake meat, very, very bad for the environment. (laughs) Of course it is. (laughs) Due to the processes and the fossil fuels that they burn. Right. (laughs) Uh, It's been an interesting week uh, in the op-ed section going back and forth with this stuff. Oh, I can't watch this. No, you've got a video going there. Well, Howard sent me a piece that barbecue is now racist. Oh, I saw the email. I haven't checked out the video yeah. yet. Well, when I turned on the video, though, it sounded like a golfer started talking. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe golfers who barbecue are racist. <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe you want me to kill it. all the golfers? No, we don't even need a license for that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true that he shot every scene in that movie in one day, Bill Murray? No. I thought no. I heard that. Well, they they were half snapped up. They took him a lot of times to just reshoot scenes. I'm look that up. Chris, you have to remember the amount of cocaine they were doing. <laughs> the, the days were actually five days long. They were up at five days at a stretch. So. Yeah. Shack. I think that's true. I'm going to look it up. I, I don't think it is, Chris. I'm looking it up, John. Well, then why did it take months and months and months of them hanging around that golf, crummy golf course in Florida? They were having so much fun. You think they wanted to shoot that thing in one day? They could. They could. They couldn't wait for every day to come along so they'd have more fun. There were scenes that were totally ad libbed. Well, like the Dalai Lama scene, right? Wasn't well, that? Well, Bill Murray showing up in, I'm sorry, Chevy Chase showing up in Bill Murray's hovel where he lived on the course. That was completely a one-shot deal that they made up on the spot. You know, i got a lot of things on order, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It was just wonderful the way that, it's just wonderful the way it holds up. Like, Who was oh. it the other day saying, was it Patrick? Who's saying when you stumble across it, you have to give it 10 minutes? It's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Major League. Yep. Uh, Lebowski. Yep. I'm forgetting one. There's another one. Um, Midnight Run. Midnight Run. Oh. There was Danny? another one that he mentioned. Danny, do you do drugs? <laughs> Not Every going day. to school there. What, Every day is the nuns. answer. Yeah. Every day. Six days. Good. Murray Good. filmed for a total of six days, and all of his lines, including the Dalai Lama speech, were improvised on the spot, according to moviefacts.com. He only was on the set for six days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, So, and he probably was awake the entire time. So, Right, yeah. <laughs> 24 hours. <laughs> oh, man, it was wonderful. May I take a time out for some water, please? You can, but you, how about you first? May. Yeah, I want to talk to you about this uh, big celebration coming up in Monticello, the most exciting Power Sports Showroom in Minnesota. 50 years, and we're having a party this summer. Uh, In addition to being an ATV and side-by-side superstore, they have the most fun mix of bikes with six brands in the store, Ducati, Triumph, BMW, KTM, Honda, Yamaha. So if you're in the mood, you got to check out the latest in the two-wheel motorbike models today. If you're having a hard time finding the machine of your dream, Moon, they're the people to go to. 
they have manufacturer relationships and they know every dealer in the state they're going to find your bike your atv or your side by side don't worry about it just give them a call and yeah the party the biggest event of the year the open house and tent sale it's friday and saturday may 7th and 8th store-wide savings on everything we need to fuel our rides this summer they are moon motorsports the giant cathedral to motorized hijinks and they're on the south side of 94 west of 25 in monticello kenny really quick question for you on moon motorsports Where's the party? Right, it's at Moon Tower. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Yacht Rock. Is this height and height? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Wonderful. This is California sun music. I love it. That was cool. It's actually loose, loosely based on Joe's old enough to remember uh, Archie Bell and the Drills. Oh, yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tighten Suits. up? Was it tighten up? Was that Archie? That's correct. Yes, tighten, tighten up. up. Yep. Before we go uh, any further, um, oh. I have to offer you an apology, Joe. <laughs> yeah. I've uh, been doing this a long time, and uh, I, uh, I, I messed up. Uh, I have no excuse. I tried, but I failed, and something happened. And Chris, go ahead and roll the tape. All right. You thinking about where you really want to work? You want to go back down? <laughs> Whoops. You were doing your ad for the fine listen, folks at listen, Center Point, listen, Joe. Listen again. And John and I were the only two that caught it, but here we go. You thinking about where you really want to work? You want to go back downtown? <laughs> I heard a belch. And the I, beauty of it is, we can all see each other now with our beautiful yeah. Streamyard computer. And uh, John and I instantly looked at each other and started laughing. Um, <laughs> when when you've been doing this this long, you'd think you'd be able to get your timing to turn the mic off, do the burp, turn the mic back on. Well, you'd and, and so, Chris and I could Chris and I could both see Kenny burp and then hit the mute button <laughs> well i can hear it too in my headphones when kenny clicks his mute yeah, button me too yeah and so when i when i heard the burp then heard the click i went "Ooh, his timing was uh not very that good. was and i just want to apologize to you such and to glers that is uh, i i don't like being that kind of broadcaster i'm sorry howard writes even our barbecue is racist you can't make this up fast enough the Failed Academy has produced a generation of overactive imaginations, and Howard links us to the following, which is a panel of uh, pundits on Sky News. Just quickly, we mentioned how our kids are being terrorized about climate change, they're being terrorized about LGBTIQ issues, they're being terrorized about the color of their skin, if they're white or they're Christian or whatever they are. They're also being terrorized about meat and what they eat. eat. Have a listen to this girl. It's not her fault. She's been brainwashed. Have a listen. Now that black people have overcome slavery, they developed a rich barbecue culture to make up for all the meat eating that they lost out on. So when you go to the store and you buy a piece of meat as a white person, you are actively taking away a piece of meat that could be being enjoyed by a survivor <laughs> of ancestral slavery. Come on. Oh, God. So, Rita and James, just think you're putting that barbecue, your Anzac Barbie on today. Oh, no, 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 hold back. It's racist. You know? Here we go. Everything's racist, even the Barbie, Rita. 
Well, obviously, I mean, <laughs> every, that's the, the new 2021 mode we're going with. Everything is racist. Absolutely. And what that does is actually cheapen the term where it means nothing. So when you have real racism, nobody takes any notice. And I think that mm. is a problem too, because there is still real racism in the world. It's of certainly course. not that though. We are surrounded Whoa. by insanity. That young lady is insane. <laughs> well, the it's host was simple. right. She's been brainwashed. She's mentally disturbed. She's mentally disturbed, and there would be no getting through to her. She is mentally disturbed. Holy cow. I personally have no idea why barbecue is a cultural affectation of black people. It's never occurred to me to be worried about it, bothered by it, or wonder about it. I just happen to like it. So there you have it. So let me get this straight. I make the run. Well, first of all, I issue the warning. I make the run to Spencer's. And I say... Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in in Hugo. I say, Spencer, give me the Reaver's Special, six meatloafs. That means I'm racist, because I'm depriving somebody else of having that meatloaf or that steak or that whatever, that brat. My, My question is how, okay, let's say I forego, how do we get this in the hands of the proper individual? And I don't know that we do, so then I just go ahead and make the, the purchase from Spence and, you know, eat it in the parking lot before I even get on Highway 61. That's in, Joe, you're right. That's insanity. Not that Grunhofer's, young woman, that young woman. That, that young woman is mentally disturbed. Her, her mind is so weak that she was able to embrace this imagined slight that somehow when she buys a burger... She's depriving a black person of the burger. No, they got plenty of burgers, especially if you go to Grunhofer's. You got plenty. You're not gonna you're not gonna run out. And that's you might as well go there, by the way. That's not that girl. She shouldn't no, go there. Keep her out no, keep her out of there. She'd be drummed out of the place. We don't want her there. Uh, but everyone else, of course, has been welcome and has always been welcome at Grunhofer's old fashioned meats on the highway of love. Highway 61, it's right at the north end of Hugo. It really has been the discovery of a lifetime for GLers. The brats, the burgers, the meatloafs, the steaks, the salmon, the seasoning, the jerky. It's all just really, really, you know what it is? Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Good stuff for the grill. We're going to be back shortly with Johnny Heights Newscast. So it's Positive Thursday already, which means Mr. Steady, Reliable, and Positive, Mike Schoonover of Schoonover Body Works and Glass in Shoreview. Uh, they're on County E at Lax. Uh, Mike is with us. Good afternoon, Mike. How you doing, buddy? Good afternoon, fellas. Good to be here. So I got a question just for you. A friend of mine bought, uh, was in a crash, new car, 2020, I believe, um, brought it in to the body shop only to learn that some of these fancy new items, you know, how you can glass is now smart glass and there's cameras everywhere, et cetera, et cetera. He did some damage and he's kind of surprised to find out that guess what? His insurance company didn't cover some of these items. He had no idea how, how in the world does that even happen? Mike, how do, how, how have we gotten to this point? Oh boy. Uh, well, you know, that's 
that's part of the reason, Kenny, why we made the change we did a couple of years ago of, of pulling off insurance companies' direct repair programs uh, is because insurance companies are looking out for one thing, and that is their bottom line. So, uh, you know, these cars are really nice, and they're really fancy, and they're really safe, but they are expensive to fix. And I think us as consumers, in, uh, you know, uh, buying insurance, we need to have conversations with our insurance agent and say, hey, what's what's covered and and how, what more is it going to cost for me to have the, the best parts put on this vehicle from the manufacturer? Um, right. From what I understand, he had some glass coverage, but it didn't cover sensors, and he was uh, a bit put off by that. Yeah, well, the the programming and reprogramming and the calibration of, of the That's what it was. departure and collision avoidance and all that kind of stuff uh, is is putting cu- customers in a real pickle um, because insurance companies are pushing back on on having that stuff done properly or they want it done cheaply and a lot of times it can be money out of the pocket of the customer so it's it's just it's a conversation that they that we should have that folks should have when they buy a new car and when they change the insurance of Am I getting what I am paying for, and am I going to get the results that I want with what I'm paying for? Right, because I'm driving around thinking, yeah, I got full coverage. I'm I'm covered for everything, and that might not be the case. So I guess when you trade in, you trade up, you buy new, you find out what the features you have, and you discuss each of those features with your insurance company and make sure there's coverage. Boy, that sounds awful. I don't want to. I don't want to have that conversation. That sounds awful. Yeah, well, it's just the reality of what we got to do. You know, our, do- our, our dollars are worth less these days. Yeah, well, all right. Well, thank you. I was wondering about that, whether it's glass, service, bodywork, oil changes, anything, even tires. Uh, Schoonover Body Works and Glass, a positive option for all of us. 80 years strong in Shoreview, always rated as one of the best shops in the metro. GLers, thank you for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. You know, when you... Oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry, Joe. When you have a bleak future, just make a run for some Harmony Spirits, huh? Why won't you? <laughs> Go into your local liquor store, ask for the Harmony brand by name. There are, guys. Handcrafted spirits made right here in Harmony, Minnesota. It is going to be a glorious weekend, and... One of us is making a trip down to the great state of Iowa, so I might have to make a slight detour to Harmony, Minnesota, and stop in at that tasting room this weekend. It's what it's supposed to be 80 degrees on Saturday. Yeah. Go on in, say hi to the fellows, and try some of those really cool craft cocktails that are only available at the tasting room in Harmony, Minnesota. But like I said, keep going into your local liquor store, ask for the Harmony brand by name, and also please do us a favor and sign up for that free monthly newsletter at HarmonySpirits.net. That's their website. And when you sign up for the monthly newsletter, you'll get you know information on upcoming tastings, events, and all those other things. But you're also eligible to win a free bottle of Harmony Spirits. It's just that easy. Stop in at the tasting room and say hi to the fellas, courtesy of the GL Podcast. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. This update brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. A Brainerd, Minnesota man has been sentenced to four years in prison and has to pay 12 million dollars in restitution for his role in lighting the Minneapolis 3rd Precinct Police Headquarters on fire during wow. civil unrest after the death of George Floyd. Last May, Dylan Shakespeare Robinson, 
23 years old, trampled over a fence meant to keep protesters out and lit a Molotov cocktail, which another person threw toward the precinct shortly after the crowd began shouting, burn it down. As part of their investigation, federal agents studied videos posted on social media and from nearby city-owned surveillance cameras, tried to identify others who helped burn down the building. Co-conspirators Bryce Michael Williams, Devon DeAndre Turner, and Brandon Michael Wolf also pleaded guilty under plea agreements to one count each of conspiracy to commit arson for their individual roles in igniting the fire. They have yet to be sentenced. 12 mil he's got to pay 12 back. million. Good. Yes. Good. Carleton College in Northfield became at least the second higher ed institution in the state of Minnesota to require COVID-19 vaccinations next fall semester. Telling students and staff on Wednesday the move will offer the best protection against disease transmission in the campus community. Under state law, however, both schools have to offer limited exemptions to students for either medical or non-medical reasons, just as they must for other required vaccines. For all exemptions, the Minnesota Department of Health mandates that parents submit notarized forms. Explaining their reasoning, those exemptions, though, seem to be rare. A McAllister spokesperson said not a single student had asked for a non-medical vaccine exemption last year, and then in the last five years, fewer than three students per year submitted forms. Uh, Meanwhile, a new study says coronavirus patients are at an increased risk of experiencing a stroke compared to individuals of similar age. Uh, This all comes to the Hebrew University of Jerusalem study. In many cases, the patients did not present any typical symptoms of COVID-19, nor have any pre-existing risk factor. Some 132 centers from 36 countries took part in the research. Uh, Those findings published in the medical journal Stroke, with a contribution of 89 authors from all over the world. You used to like their website, didn't you, Kenny? <laughs> Come on, John. You're Thank above you. that kind of Thank stuff. Thank you very much. That Thank was you. cheap. Whoa. Well, the Billy Squire song, that's what he's referring to. <laughs> Federal prosecutors plan to ask a grand jury to indict the four former Minneapolis police officers involved in the arrest of George Floyd on charges of civil rights violations. Derek Chauvin, one of the four former officers, of course, just found guilty of second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter in the death of Floyd last week. J. Alexander King, Thomas Lane, and Tu Tao face aiding and abetting second-degree murder and aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter charges. According to a source, the charges against them would remain in place until the federal process is done. If the case goes to a trial in federal court, the jury would be selected from a statewide pool. Joe, just yeah. Huh? You ever wash your car with dish soap? Nope. Dish. Worst soap. thing you can don't, do. Don't do Absolutely it. Absolutely the I, worst thing you can do. I didn't have car soap this morning, so well, I. Well, you're dish a moron. Soap. You're a moron. Boy, am I ever! I'm just you know. So now I'm going to have to go wash it again at a real place. Sorry. This is what's on my mind while you do your news, John. Go Thanks. Ahead. I appreciate that, Kenny. <laughs> God, I'm writing a post at Get Quarters Car Wash. <laughs> Go ahead. Meanwhile, the Justice Department has brought federal hate crimes charges in the death of Ahmad Arbery, charging a father and son who armed themselves, chased, and shot the 25-year-old black man after spotting him running in their Georgia neighborhood. Travis McMichael and his father, Gregory, were charged along with a third man, William Roddy Bryan, with one count of interference with civil rights and attempted kidnapping. The indictment charges the McMichaels armed themselves with firearms, got into the truck, and chased Arbery through the public streets of the neighborhood while yelling at Arbery using their truck to cut off his route and threatening him with firearms. Are those hillbillies rotting in jail somewhere? They are still in jail, yes. And now have been been charged uh, 
with hate crimes federally. Uh, 25-year-old Arbery was killed February 23rd, 2020 by three close-range shotgun blasts after McMichaels pursued him in a pickup truck as he was running through the neighborhood. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation took over the case after cell phone video of the shooting was uh, leaked online two months after the shooting. He was swiftly arrested, Travis McMichael, who fired the shots, his father, and Brian, a neighbor who joined the pursuit and took the video. Local prosecutors said Arbery stole nothing and was merely out jogging when the McMichaels and Brian chased him. The Justice Department alleges the men used force and threats to intimidate him. Last June, an agent with the Georgia Bureau of Investigation testified Brian told investigators Travis McMichael uttered a racist slur right after the shooting as he stood over Arbery. Arbery was bleeding on the ground. <sighs> Brian, Brian testified McMichael called Arbery a bleeping N-word as he was standing over his body. Uh, Travis McMichael's attorneys have denied that he made the remark. It's like 1855 in that world. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Uh, My uh, God. A story we talked about a little earlier, the city of Bloomington, already a leader on tobacco regulation in Minnesota, is looking to phase out the sale of tobacco products altogether within the Bloomington city limits. The city council voted this week to end the sale of flavored tobacco products beginning in January of 2022, while also setting a sunset on all tobacco licenses beginning in June of 2022. At that time, when a store with a tobacco license closes, that license will expire and will not be replaced. Acting Public Health Administrator Nick Kelly said the sunset would eliminate the presence of tobacco in the city and the risk of tobacco use among youth. He said only two cities in California have passed similar laws on tobacco licenses. A proposal to allow Minnesota's largest breweries to sell 72-ounce growlers appears dead again after the measure failed to gain significant support Stop. in the closing this weeks. This is so yes. stupid, and Joe, this goes along with everything you say about how government is so incompetent. John, I'm uh, sorry. Uh-huh. That's all right. Uh, the law, they wanted to change the law that says breweries that produce more than 20,000 barrels of beer in a year are prohibited from selling growlers or other to-go containers. Uh, breweries affected by all this include the likes of Fulton, Surly, Castle Danger. They say the cap penalizes them for their growth. Shells and Summit are the other two. Uh, Representative Jim Nash of Waconee introduced bills to remove the growler cap, said the lack of support in both the House and Senate is really disappointing. Nash is one of several legislators working with the breweries to change the 2013 law, itself an upgrade from a cap of 3,500 barrels. McFarland said growler, uh, growlers allow brewers to experiment with new beers without the added expense and lengthy design process that comes with cans, especially with aluminum shortages during the pandemic. Uh, Castle Danger's most popular beer, Castle Cream Ale, first was sold only as a summer seasonal in a growler. Uh, the fellow runs uh, Castle uh, Danger said uh, they wouldn't even be in business if that law had been in effect. How earlier. good is that Cream Ale, Johnny? That's, uh, that's a good beer. Yes, it is. It's a good beer. Too bad you can't get in a growler, though. <laughs> Maybe someday, you know. Uh, President Joe Biden triumphantly declaring the United States is, quote, on the move again in a speech to Congress Wednesday calling for trillions of dollars to rebuild the post-pandemic U.S. middle class and give new life to what he called forgotten workers. Uh, lauding the success of his mass vaccination against COVID-19, Biden told Congress and the nation on primetime TV that America will always get up. 
In the GOP's rebuttal, Senator Tim Scott argued that Democratic agenda amounts to Washington schemes and socialist dreams. A rising star in the party and the sole black Republican in the Senate, Scott also lauded Republican economic policy for benefits to minorities, <laughs> women, low-income Americans. I'm hung up on what you said about Biden taking credit for the mass vaccination. Mass vaccination. 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 When, in fact, it was Trump that shoved this vaccination down everybody's throat. Operation fast, Warp Speed. Fast-tracked it, pushed it through, wouldn't listen to the complainers, said, let's get this bleeper done. He got criticized. It worked. Biden takes credit. We're in the 21st century. We're at a great inflection point in history. We have to do more than just build back better. We build back. We have to build back better. Huh? We have huh? to compete Bill more who? strenuously than we have. Bill, Bill who? Throughout our history, mm-hmm. you think about it. Think about it. Public investment in infrastructure has literally transformed America. Our attitudes as well as our opportunities. The Transcontinental Railroad. Mm-hmm. We got to build. Sometimes. Back. I still love it that they want to build highways while they're telling me your driving days are numbered, Bill. That's that's a good good point, point too. I hadn't (laughs) thought about that. Sometimes doesn't he sound like he's about two and a half martinis in? Yeah. It just kind of strings them together. Economic activity boomed to start 2021 as the vaccinations and more fuel from government spending helped get the U.S. closer to where it was before the COVID-19 pandemic, according to the Commerce Department figures Thursday morning. Gross domestic product, the sum of all goods and services produced in the economy, jumped 6.4% for the first three months of the year on an annualized basis. Outside of the reopening fueled third quarter surge last year, it was the best period for GDP since the third quarter of 2003. Economists surveyed by Dow Jones had been looking for a 6.5% increase. You guys missed the line, though, where uh, President Biden said, we've got to do much more than build back better. We have to build back better. Right. We, we no, didn't that, miss that. What, and okay. you, you can give yourself some coins. Well, you know, nobody reacted to it. We, we, we all, all of us uh, said, said We all Chris, reacted right, to right. it. All three of us said we'll something. How do we build back better? To build back better or whatever. We have a chance to reset the clock and build back better than before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To build back better than before. Remember the, the terrible damage of COVID as we try to build back from this uh, global pandemic. Joe Biden calls it build back better. Build back better. <laughs> Building back better. To do things differently. To build back better. There we go. This Thank is you. where you slip into baby got back. Right there. Oh, <laughs> I can't play it, though. That's the problem. <laughs> well, I like big butts, but I cannot lie. <laughs> that, clip also, uh, <laughs> that clip also included former Garage Logic guest uh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, I heard that did. better. Yeah. I heard I did, yeah. shrill voice there. <laughs> it's National Zipper Day. Well, take a look. <laughs> what? Take a Don't look. <laughs> National no thanks, zip- by the way. No yeah. Thanks. Please don't stand up, Joe. National zip- no, I'm shutting your camera off. National Check your zip- barn door, boy. National Zipper Day commemorates April 29th, 1913, when the patent for the modern zipper was issued. The day celebrates something we often take for granted. 
The first attempt at creating the zipper, in case you're wondering, came from the inventor of the sewing machine. In 1851, Elias Howe received a patent for the automatic continuous clothing closure. However, Howe never marketed his invention and missed the recognition he might have received. 42 years later, Whitcomb Judson began selling the clasp locker. Very similar to Howe's patent, the device served as a more complicated hook-and-eye shoe fastener. Judson started the Universal Fastener Company, where he manufactured his new device, and it debuted at the World's Fair in Chicago in 1893. Then in 1906, the Universal Fastener Company hired Gideon Sundback, a Swedish-American electrical what engineer. What the hell are you doing? You don't want to be the zipper? You know, John, you asked before in case you wondered, and I've wondered about a lot of things oh, in life. Yes. I've never wondered about the zipper. Hmm. No? Never, okay, well, never wondered. We'll skip the rest of that. My overalls uh, yesterday had a button fly on them. Uh, let me tell you, that was... I that was, hate uh, button flies. Oh, yeah, God. Frustrating. Yeah. Remember the, uh, the time that you tweeted out the photo in front of your barn, I believe, with the mud boots on and your shorts? Oh, yeah. We had some good sport with that one. That was, uh, that was pretty good. We did. I thought that was a delicious photo. <laughs> Love him. Daddy. Sun's out, guns out. He's got the sleeveless tee on and everything else. <laughs> Love him or hate him, big rock and roll uh, concert tour announced. English rock band Genesis returning to the U.S. for their first oh. tour in 14 years. What are they going to put Phil in a little tiny chair on and let him pretend Motorized scooter. Motorized <laughs> scooter. <laughs> Phil Collins, Tony Banks, and Mike Rutherford announced the last Domino, question mark, tour on Thursday. It'll kick off Chicago in Chicago on November 14th. The 14-date tour will also visit Washington, D.C., Charlotte, Montreal, Toronto, Buffalo, Detroit, Cleveland, and Philadelphia, wrapping up in Boston on December 15th. They'll play two shows in the New York area. They'll visit Madison Square Garden in New York City on December 5th and play the brand-new UBS Arena in Belmont Park on December 10th. Phil is now Did- 2 feet 9 inches tall. Don't, <laughs> you won't even be able to see him on stage. Johnny, hey, when Phil- Dave, oh, go ahead, Ken, sorry. When Dave Grohl broke his leg, how did he get around on stage? Was that a wheelchair or a chair? No, they put him a in s- a big throne. They put him in a big throne. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this, as they say, is some real. Uh, Could real- you see if if Elvis had lived, he would have eventually gotten so obese <laughs> yep. and so covered with mashed potatoes and gravy that he would have been up there. <laughs> On a motorized scooter, just that's going right. back, doing laps oh. in that stage in the round. Oh my God, that'd be so awesome! Oh, I'd be wonderful. <laughs> Big bald spot on top. Oh, oh Elvis! Oh, I loved you so much. Have you uh, Have you guys ever seen the film Bubba Hotep? No, uh, I have not, Elvis, but I've heard of it. Elvis yeah. still alive and in a nursing home. Yeah, you, you really should watch it. It's very. I will. Good. Yeah, I've very, heard good very, reviews very about funny. it. Very funny. Yep. Man, if only there was a podcast where uh, you know you guys could just kind of dissect a few topics and riff about some of the music. Well, why don't one of you lazy bastards put it together? Because I'm ready to do it. Yeah, quit talking about it and get it done, Reavers. Jeez. No, it's on yeah, me. Reavers. You know, you know Chris. What? You're, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. This, this uh, as they say, is some real rural bleep. In Oklahoma City, police officer rescued a metro woman, her son, and their dog from being stuck in a chicken coop, a predicament the young young boy didn't mind at all. A wind came rolling through Tuesday and blew the coop's door shut, trapping the family inside. The coop locks from the outside. The Oklahoma, 
Oklahoma City Police Department received a frantic 911 call from a concerned citizen who found a woman, her son, and their dog trapped in the coop. The citizen said they were outside in their backyard feeding the chickens and ducks, got locked in the pen. We need some help. Do you know if an officer could come out and help us? The lock-in caused anxiety for mom, but for the son, he said it was just fun. The officer who rescued the trio made the kiddo a junior officer. In return, the police department's newest and youngest recruit gave the officer a personally written note thanking the officer and saying, my mama was just about going crazy. I was just having fun with the ducks and the chickens, so I was fine. After reassuring the officer of his safety and his good time in the coop, the youngster concluded the heartfelt message with, thank you for all the small and big things you do for our community. Mm. Is the NFL draft tonight? 7 o'clock. Is is uh, Trevor Lawrence the number one pick? He most likely will be. Yes. Uh, who has that pick? That would be your Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh my God! The kid's a superstar, and he's got to be stuck down in that swamp. Yeah, but no no uh, income tax. Well, that's true. <laughs> See, Teddy got traded yesterday mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Suits, Bridgewater. you mentioned it briefly. The the uh, wild game last night. I only saw the first period, but man. That was a fast first period. Woo-wee. They played excellent hockey first and second period. St. Louis traditionally had a bad second period. Then they they could not answer three straight goals by St. Louis in the third period, and it wasn't because they let up. St. Right. Louis just turned up the dial to about 11. Right. Huh. Yeah. They went spinal was tap a, on it. Yep. It was, it was a, I love when the team skates that way, man. Even if they lose, at least I know. There, you know, one hundred. There was no let up last night whatsoever. Yeah. Are they playing That's again tonight? So awesome. Are they playing yes. the blue again tonight? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I, I thought it was three games in a row. The wasn't blue were it? here for about a month. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as long as we're doing sports, Byron Buxton five for five. You're yesterday. not gonna. This is gonna be a thing all summer, isn't I it? I wonder if he'll play five tomorrow night. Maybe, maybe He's, that five for five just exhausted the hell. But out wait of a minute, they won yesterday, right? Hit, hitting like four thirty nine. He's got eight home runs. You know. Yeah, I wonder if he'll five. play tomorrow night. I'm, I'm sure he will, Joe. He'll probably right. go five for five again. You know. Well, he's a good player when he decides to play. I, th- I you think know, if, if he's healthy, he's going to be more, more than good. I, I, the, I the swagger that comes with your attitude sometimes is a, just a little... Eh, yeah, Joe. A, it's Me or John. <laughs> not you, not you, Such. Not yeah, you. Joe. <laughs> yeah, John. You know, honestly, if and the... What, uh, wait a second, wait a sec, Chris. Sure. The reason you're getting that attitude from John right now is because of the argument that's been going on off the air for the past seven days at least, which is Chris wants to trade him, Joe wants to send him right now, and John thinks he's the second coming of our Lord and Savior. I think you guys are crazy to want to trade him. Top ten reasons Byron Buxton is not in tonight's lineup. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and in all honesty, Kennedy, to answer your question, what I really hope happens is that a quarterback falls to the Vikings at 14, and then that way they can draft him and then get rid of Kirk Cousins' inflated contract. Because that's what I really hope happens tonight. And I'll be glued to every second of the first round of the NFL draft, just so you guys know what I'm going to be doing with this. You know that that's on ABC television network? Sure do. Is it really? Yep. That is pathetic. And it will outdraw every Major League Baseball postseason game. That's how pathetic it is. Johnny? What what is it about the Stickens ball that makes any fan think that they are the owner, the manager, the coach, the scout, everything. Yeah. What's the beauty of the true. game? That's the That's beauty true. of the game. 
It's the beauty of the I, game. Yeah. I watch racing, and I don't say, oh, geez, I want to set up the camera different for three and four so you take the low line and then drift high in one and two. I, I, I don't do that. You've obviously hey, never cool. hung around with my brothers during a NASCAR race. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Oh, right? yeah. Same thing. Yeah. For years, Pat and I had a caller to Sports Talk who insisted he should be the manager of the Twins. And he was <laughs> deadly serious about it, and he gave us all his reasons. And it got to the point where we looked forward to this crackpot calling because he <laughs> he really thought he should be the manager of the Twins. And uh, we somehow let him down easily and talked him off the ledge. Johnny, Hold thank on. you very much. I, I think yes. that was always followed with... Yes, it was. Yes, that's what I thought. John, thank you. You're welcome. Flashlight, check. Tool belt, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Souchere. Say this Saturday at Countryside Volkswagen, I'll be picking up the new Volkswagen ID4. Nice. All electric SUV by Volkswagen. I've never driven an electric car. I'm looking forward to it. I've been reading about it. It's getting rave reviews. I'm really looking forward to it at Schmelz Countryside, right in the southeast quadrant of Highway 61 and 36, where they have been more than 60 years developing relationships because they're a multi-generational dealership. They don't own 40 stores. And right now, 0% interest for 72 months on all SUVs and a great tire event underway. Pay for three tires, get one free. Schmelz Countryside, the corner of 61 and 36. They've got really, really great inventory websites. SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and I'll be driving my little Fiat over there Saturday morning and parking it in the shade somewhere, and they will be sending me off in that new Volkswagen all-electric ID4, and I will be giving you reports beginning next Monday. Nice. It's going to be fun. I've never been in an electric vehicle, much less driven one. I hope I don't screw it up and wrap it around a fence post yeah, somewhere. don't do that. Because they go about 400 miles an hour, and you don't even hear them spool up. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park and Mumpumalanga from our friend Tom Lyman, a.k.a. Wanda Gag. In 1858, now we were a state then, on this day... Entertainer Daniel D. Emmett obtained a business license for his Ethiopian minstrels. Emmett visited the state often in the 1850s, while his brother Lafayette served as Chief Justice of the Minnesota Supreme Court. And it is believed that while here, he wrote an early version of Dixie, which was performed at huh. Russell C. Munger's music store in St. Paul. It's not much of a note, except I would all point out that could any of that be done today? What the hell is an Ethiopian minstrel show? What is the song Dixie? And what the hell is this guy doing here you, you panning know off this stuff? Yeah, you know what the, I know what this You know Dixie. I wish oh, I was in Dixie. Yeah, but isn't it? It's horribly racist, isn't it, by today's standards? There are parts of it that, uh, yeah. Because I'm picking cotton or something? Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Speaking well, of that, that, how about maybe the, that kid in Big Lake? I was just going to go there. I was just going to go there. How <laughs> stupid is that kid? He's stupid. But here's my problem with that. Uh, you're talking about apparently a high school student uh, seeking a date for prom, mm-hmm. uh, wrote this ridiculous note, if I were black, I'd be picking cotton, but I'm white, so I'm picking you. Mm-hmm. That that was the wording on this sign, which is preposterous on the face of it. That didn't happen 50 years ago. That didn't happen 30 years ago. What's wrong with these idiots? What's wrong with these idiots? It's the self-absorbed, entitled me first generation that's surfacing and i don't think this kid had any idea the firestorm he was going to create he is an idiot he's a well that even compounds his idiocy if he didn't think this would result in a firestorm exactly right that's poor upbringing is what that is that's preposterous Mm -hmm. big lake is essentially a suburb of minneapolis it's not like you're in uh the Arctic Circle, where you're unaware of anything, Big Lake's right up the street there. It's up 10th. It's, it's, oh, it's, 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 oh, rural, it's a it's, suburb. It's right up the street for me, Joe. Uh, yeah. Well, you well, know, you get what I'm saying, John. It's, I, I it's do. Not, it's you not, should know better. Is it's what not a, an untouched, uh, unreached rural outpost. That's true. Which not that also would not um, excuse such idiocy. May I uh, may I correct you on something? Yes, of course. Uh, Minnesota was not yet a state in April of 1858. It became a state about three weeks later, May 11th. Sorry. Boy, I tell you what, I, you know, you know what, you know, you know what, you are such a pain in the ass. I really am. I really amazing. am. Amazing. It's amazing. I'm, I'm a pain in the ass to myself. That's how, how he's I earned am. his FYI status. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard right there. What compelled you to look it up, John? Well, because I thought that was incorrect. Uh, I thought it was later. Just, but I thought it was, just I, instinctively, you thought that was incorrect. No, I, it seemed to me Minnesota became a state after 1858, although you're correct, it became a state that year. Oh, I know just, that. I know the year is right. It was just three weeks later that uh, it became But, a state Joe, there, to so. defend John, you are always on Rookie and I for not being curious enough. So John did show that, yet he proved, you know, <laughs> Well, would you believe me, John, that in the midst of saying that, the thought uh, yeah. did flicker across my brain pan. I wonder I wonder if we were a state yet in 1858. I, I believe that you thought that, yes. And then you took care of that, so maybe you're not that much of a pain in the ass after all. Well, so now no. we are, we, well, I we're am. factual, I am. we're yeah. factual. Right, yeah, thank I you, GLers. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, John, for that wonderful moment that you provided us. And thank you, GLers, those of you, the thousands of you that have already subscribed to the Garage Logic YouTube channel. We're putting up daily videos, and it might even be a twofer video on the Garage Logic YouTube channel today. We had some really good moments. So please like and subscribe our YouTube channel. And also, please don't forget to download the PodMN app. For both your Apple and Android devices, free GL swag just simply by listening to us via the PodMN app. And also make note, two weeks from this coming Monday, Garage Logic will be at the Auto Show. Stay tuned for more details. Braz.
He's the man of the hour, and it's time once again to check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is on the line with us right now. GLers, do yourself a favor and check in with Mr. Money Talk today. Once again, for that free 48-minute financial consultation with absolutely zero obligation. And you do that by calling 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. When you call that number, you get Josh, and you also get straight talk. You never get sugar-coated advice. And Josh, a big on earnings today, aren't you? I'm big on earnings today. We've had some big numbers come out from some of my favorite companies and later today we'll have another big report from another favorite company. As good as the earnings were for Apple, for Microsoft, for Google, Facebook, and merely for the two market leaders, Apple and Amazon, the reaction was eh, no big deal. We're going to go fall asleep. Analysts came out and said the likelihood of Apple or Microsoft being able to continue their stellar earnings reports is small, particularly going forward. Analysts were, I can't say disappointed because they weren't disappointed. Apple's results especially. Apple beat top line, bottom line, beat on gross margins substantially. Saw major increases and a big surprise. Apple iPhone sales, particularly in China. Indeed, Apple's two big phones were the top sellers in urban areas in China. China business for Apple, very, very strong. Macintosh sales up, iPad sales up, services revenue up, wearables revenue up. What's the disappointment? Forget this, Apple even increased their share buyback, another $90 billion and increased the dividend. Apple's doing everything they can for shareholders. And yet analysts, eh, we're concerned about what Apple's comparisons are going Going to be a year from now based on how well they did. We're concerned that Apple is going to have to pay more in taxes should the president's tax proposal go through, and that's going to hurt Apple. I have heard this litany for decades. From when I first purchased Apple at the equivalent of $3 a share back in 2004, I think it's $134 as we speak. Believable. Facebook also got a big uh, beat on the strength of their digital ad spending. They're looking for more, and they'll have to figure a way to deal with some of the changes that Apple is making in their iOS. Shopify reported excellent earnings yesterday. They got three upgrades today. Comcast. Well, nobody likes Comcast because cable costs go up, but they continue to add subscribers. They added more subscribers even in their NBC Universal unit with Peacock doing well. Oh, a little company, McDonald's, saw a same-store sales in the U.S. increase 13%. Qualcomm, well, they beat and guided up. That's good for some of the semiconductors, even with some of the issues going on. Companies that didn't do so well, they were the pharmaceuticals, Merck and Bristol-Myers. Well, I'm not an investor in pharmaceuticals. Too many issues surrounding them for me. They missed not as many doctor's visits as could be expected. Now, one very interesting little company that beat was Generac. They beat and raised. Generac provides generators for backup power coming on summer, and maybe you should spend some money on a Generac device for your home or your business. Earnings still are going to be coming for the next several weeks, 
and they could be good, do be prepared for some volatility. I'm still sticking with my major companies, and on any pullback, Apple or Amazon, I'm a buyer. Excellent report once again, Mr. Money Talk. GLers, do yourself a favor. Get in touch with Josh Arnold today for that free 48-minute financial consultation with zero obligation. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. Sounds good, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.